Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse, heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings. Let's get into it. Para v. The Eels. Now, what a, I guess, surprising way this matchup will come together because if you had said last year, Para v. Eels, end of the season, you would say it's an absolute blockbuster. Now, it still mm-hmm. may be a good game of rugby league, but, geez, the steam is out of this game, Smithy. Well, it is after that result last week and, and pretty much after they got beat by the Broncos and Mitch Moses suffered that, um, what was it, cheek or eye socket injury. I think everyone sort of thought, wow, this is this might be paradone. And it was after that loss to the Roosters on the weekend. So, it's, mate, isn't it crazy? Like this was, this is a team that played in the grand final um, and now it's, you know, they're not going to put, they're not even going to, going to make the top eight this year. So, um, yeah, a little bit deflating um, knowing that there's not a whole lot in this one. Apart from, you know, the Panthers, you know, they're trying to, well, maintain that spot um, at number one after this weekend. So big in for them. Brian Toto back on the wing. Um, still a few missing, though. Mitch Kenny in particular. Um, Scott Sorensen, I should mention him as well. He's been fantastic. Isaac Tungo. When, any word on Tungo when he'll return? He's been out for a little bit. Yeah, I actually think that now they may rest a lot of players in the final um, round, but I think because this season is so close, I actually reckon mm. Ivan Cleary is staggering the resting of players. I gotcha. Yeah. So maybe some this week and then the last round as well. Yeah, I think so. I don't know if we'll see like everyone rested. Like I don't even think we'll see Cleary rested due to the fact that obviously he had all that time off. Yeah. But I think he might be staggering his resting because I do remember listening to an interview with him a while ago and they were talking about the fact that these boys, you know, their energies are great, you know, injuries Mm -hmm. runs been good and they actually really do look at ways to rest players, you know, intermittently throughout the season so that they can get to the end of the year fresh and ready to go. Yep. Yeah, I'm just just thinking around like – Tongo, though, like whether he'll play, whether he'll be ready to play next week, because he has been injured. Mm. Um, he's been out for a little bit. So, and he, he was, before he spent this time off the field, like he was unbelievable. Mm. Like he's one of the best centers in the competition um, through that middle parts of the, of the year. So, but as I said, Brian Tyrell back, plenty to play for, for Penrith. I think for the Eels, um, you know, they're just trying to find a little bit of form with the last couple of games that they got left. Oh, Mate, I'm, I think Penrith. Mm. Mm. I think Penrith at home win this one. Yeah, I mean, you could see last week that the kicking game of Moses, even though Dylan Brown, you know, he worked his backside off and had some pretty good moments, mm. they just, no kicking game whatsoever, really. Like, it, yeah. it, to the standard you needed to be at, especially yeah. to play the top-tier sides. Yeah. Um, yeah look, it, it's a good point, mate, because if, if you're not – like we just spoke about Mitch Moses and you know his heavy involvement with his kicking. Or he kicked for a thousand meters earlier in the year, but he, he's pretty much their main man. Mm. And when you're not used to that 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 role as a main kicker, like you're not used to the workload of it, you're not wor- used to you know getting yourself in right positions and the pressure and all that sort of stuff. So it's a massive part of the game now. Mm. And you look at all the teams going well; they've they've got a very dominant kicker. Um, so with Moses' injury, um, that took away you know. A, a very you know, strong element of the Parramatta's, Parramatta Eels game. Um, and it's going to be under a lot of pressure this week again by Penrith. Like they've, they're probably the most consistent side at kick pressure. Mm. So, yep. you know, there's going to be times where they're going to be put under a, a lot of pressure on the last tackle. And if they don't get it right, then they're going to be turning the ball over in really good 
field position for Penrith. Mm. Where do you think uh, the Eels went wrong? Like, what, I know they've had injuries and key players out, but we've seen other teams with way less rosters, you know, show a lot of fight, whereas the Eels, mm. they just have been nowhere near where you would expect them to be. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say they didn't play with effort. I, I just think that, that they've lacked consistency mm. this year, or like all year. And even last year, they battled a little bit, then they come good towards the end um, and, and went on a bit of a run. I just think that, you know, like, they're a side that when they play their best footy, they are a very good footy team, like a very good footy team. They're not just a side that you think, well, you know, they're, they're a chance of winning. If you, if you knew that Parramatta were going to turn up and play their absolute best, like you're getting fired up about the way they're going to play, like their performances. But they just, they, I don't know, they just, they couldn't, find that consistency for the entire year they just couldn't and even within matches like they go through a little period where they play really well for 10 minutes but then the next 10 minutes like they can't they can't hold on to the football mm. and then and then when when things don't go right for them they start chasing the easy points and you just you cannot do that in this game not not at not at NRL level if you start chasing easy points the reverse happens. You, yeah, you start making errors and you start giving opportunities to the opposition team, and they put you away. Well, I, I look at them, and it's been a very disappointing year. But I'm still just excited for them next year. Like when you go, okay, Dylan Brown, Gutho, Mitch Moses, Junior Paolo, Ryan yep. Madison, RCG, yeah, Sean Lane. Like this side is still a really, really good rugby league side. It just. Mm. It just hasn't come together for them this year, and and so I'm I'm still very bullish in the fact that they can definitely make the eight, even the top four next year. I don't think that mm. their roster is just completely falling apart, but I do think that they've got to go out in the market and really find a better a, a bench that can offer more impact and be more consistent. I think where I think an area that they've struggled with this year too has been uh, dummy half. Mm. I know they went with Josh Hodgson, um, but he's he struggled with injury throughout the year um, and probably didn't return the way that I think they thought he was going to. They, like, well, on this show, I, I, <laughs> I tipped him as a smoky. A smoky? For, for Dally M mm. um, at the start of the year, if you can remember back that far. But, um, yeah, I think the loss of Reed Marnie. Now, I know Reed Marnie hasn't played the same footy that he at the Dogs this year that he has at Parramatta. Um, and and I think that, that that's more so a bit of a reflection of, you know, the squad that he's playing around at the Dogs than what he did at Para, but I I think they've just missed that style of player at nine, um, you know, throughout the 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 better part of this year. I think if you know the loss of Reed Money has had a huge effect on this footy side. Um, I, I, look, I might be wrong, but I, I just think that you know that that's just it just seems as though they've it's just been something's been missing at that dummy half position for the for the Eels this year. Mm. Now on to the next game: Warriors v Dragons uh, at Go Media Stadium. It's mm. Mighty Martin, he's extended squad for the first game since breaking his leg round six. Lomax returns to centre from a shoulder injury. Is the only change for the Dragons. Well, I'll tell you what, mate. I, I want to give the Dragons a wrap. I thought they were very good against Melbourne last Agreed. week. Agreed. Very good. It's one of the best games and performances that they've put in this year. Um, probably a little bit unlucky to lose that match. Like they were up 18 points to four, 18, mm. four um, in the early 
stages of that game, and, and Melbourne were just they were good enough to claw back and and win. It took a it took a couple of really strong performances from Jerome Hughes and Ellie Katoa um, on the right side of um, the Melbourne Storm footy team to to peg back that lead. And maybe if those two guys weren't there or didn't play that 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 level of performance on the weekend, Dragons might have upset the Storm. So. There's a lot of good things I think that the Dragons can take away from that game. They just what they need to do is <laughs> and this is this is the challenge for every NRL side is to replicate that performance. Mm. Replicate that performance. That's that's what the good teams do. They don't just put in one good performance every couple of weeks or every month or like once a month. Every week they turn up no matter where they no matter where they're playing, home or away, no matter what opposition they're playing, someone above them, someone below them on the ladder, they turn up and, and give the same level or same standard of performance than what they did the week prior. I've got to ask you, because it's it's one of the strangest questions in rugby league because it, it's kind of just died down, but is Ben Hunt at the Dragons next year? Looks like it, gonna, well, it, it, it. Well, it seems that way given how quiet the, the chat has been around his um, availability for the Dragons next year. Mm. Like after that, I think there was a discussion that we're, we were told about with Shane Flanagan meeting with Ben Hunt and maybe that, that settled a few of his concerns, um, answered a few of his questions about where the Dragons as a club were moving um, in the future. So it's sort of like it's, yeah, it's all gone very quiet, mate. Mm. Um, and I just as, haven't heard uh, Benny come out and really confirm yet. You know, like it's no. Well, it's well there's been no confirmation. Hasn't yeah, it? yeah. There's very, been very no strange. confirmation that it's not. Well, that he's still thinking that way. That that that's a possibility that that he could move on. But, um, yeah, I think at this stage maybe maybe he will be staying. Well, if so they got, they, I say they were no confidence. Yeah, same. But but then I look <laughs> and I go, Bud Sullivan. You know, he's moved on, and you go, well, yeah. okay, if Bud Sullivan's moved on. Who else? <laughs> mate. Oh, Who else is there? It could be a disaster. It could be a disaster. I hope Benny stays, though. I really mm. do. Because I do think Flanagan is going to really bring something to that, that squad. Um, yep. You know, obviously, he's a premiership-winning coach. But mm. there are there are some shining lights. Like, for example, shout-out to our boy, Blake Laurie. He hasn't oh. had an error in 20 no. games. Oh, fair dinkum. Yeah, twenty games, no errors. The big fella, oh, and he's been blank. he's been playing the best footy of his career. Well done, unbelievable. The big fella, up and down, yeah. just just getting through his work. Absolutely love. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got more rugby league to preview. Welcome back to the captain's run. Let's get straight into it. Dolphins v Cowboys. Cowboys playing to keep the season alive. Eight p.m. at Suncorp Stadium. Hamiso uh, Tabua Fado returns at fullback. Nikolima moves to five eight. Lemu Lemu Lemuelu. And Kenny Bromwich returned from concussion. Lukey replaces Nanai, who is out with a shoulder injury. Smithy, how do you see it playing out, mate? Yeah, Jeremiah Nanai, he, he just can't seem to stay on the paddock this year, whether it be suspensions or injuries. So a big blow, but Helam Lukey, he's a great replacement to come in, a big back row. But um, while it's pretty straightforward, um, we mentioned this earlier, it can be that, you know, for the Cowboys, they just they just got to win. Yeah. They, just, they just have to win. Um, and they're at short odds to do so, but they travel. Um, the Dolphins have been very brave all year, all year. Um, unfortunately, they they just yeah. They I think the depth of their squad has really 
um, you know, sort of come back to hurt them a little bit, particularly in the back end of this year where they've had long some some longer term injuries, a couple of suspensions to deal with, and uh, it, it's a challenge, mate. It's it's a long year, um, and now facing you know a few quality sides, particularly desperate footy sides, it's it's been a little bit hard for them. But um, I'd like to think that the Cowboys get this done. They 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 weren't great. They were far from their best last weekend, but it's it's must win. That the, there's no other way to put it, and I'm sure they're having discussions. I'd like to think they're having discussions about that. That their attitude has to be right on the mark this week against the Dolphins, um, if they want to, you know, keep their season alive. Like they, they just, they just, they, they've got no other, um, you know, sort of motivation other than saying we need, we must win, if we are any chance of playing finals football. Speaking of the Dolphins, how would you rate their year? Now, I, I, you know, the start of the year was incredible. They've had heaps of injuries, but, you know, mm. we're heading towards the end. They'll most likely finish 14th. How would you rate their year? Oh, I'd, I'd rate it a success. There's no doubt about that. Um, if you're going to give them a mark, it's definitely a pass mark. Like, I'd, I'd say at least a B. Um, you know, given – like, we'll put it this way. What was everyone's expectations of the Dolphins this year? Everyone said wooden spoon. Pretty mm. much everyone said, look, mate, if, if they win four games, like, good on them. Mm. But, you know, they, they just – they exceeded everyone's expectations from the start of the year. And they had us in the first ten rounds. They were sitting in the top four, Kempi. And everyone was like – everyone was just marvelling at this, this you know, incredible um, turn of events that, that you know, was unfolding in front of us. That the Dolphins, they were just this remarkable footy side that everyone was – up and about with, and it was fantastic. It was great for our, our game. It was great for our competition. Uh, it was good for rugby league up here in Queensland to have another competitive football side. But as I said, I think, yeah, the, the, the lack of depth in their footy team has caught up with them. Mm. Um, I can only imagine what's going to happen next year, though. Like, it's a very exciting time. We're talking about exciting times for, for clubs, like particularly the Dolphins, given they have Herbie Farmworth coming. They've got Tom Flegler coming. Um, I'm probably missing someone. Avarillo. Avarillo, Jakey Avarillo coming up as well. So, you know, when you're adding three guys of of uh, their caliber, you know, the, like they've got Flegler, state of origin player. They've got Herbie, international player. Um, and Jakey Avarillo is a is a wonderful um, young player who's on the up. You know, they're, they're going to be super competitive next year and, and hopefully pushing for a top eight spot. So to answer that question, I, I think it's a it's very much a pass mark um, given with, you know, the talk at the start of the year, you know, the depth of their squad and they've got no marquee player. Well, they proved everyone wrong. Like, you don't need to have a marquee player to compete in this competition. And I think the injuries that they copped, if, if they stayed healthy, let's just say they stayed healthy and they had to only use, you know, 20 players this year, 21 players, but they're probably pushing for a finals berth um, over the next couple of weeks. But a lot of suspensions, a heap of injuries. They've done well to do what they've done. So it's a pass mark for me. For the Cowboys, I think they've very much underachieved. Mm. At the start of this year, I, I tipped them as um, the premiers. Yeah. Given what they did last year, mate. But um, their season is still, there's a, there's a glimmer of hope. There is a mm. glimmer of hope. They, they just need to turn up and win this week. Yeah, like on the weekend, I thought they really had a lot of effort. They were quite grindy, but they just lacked creativity and attack. And I wanted to ask you, 
you know, the Storm, if you could levy one criticism at the way they played throughout the, you know, the last 20, not the 20 years, but let's say, you know, 2012, whatever, was yep. they were a grindy side. Yeah. Now, when you're a grindy side, sometimes, you know, coming by points is tough. Did you ever experience, you know, I guess periods where you were trying to find those points? Because your defense and everything else was always, you know, essentially the best in the competition. Yeah. Uh, mate, there, there wasn't really any any stage other than um, there was a period in 2012 where we we lost five in a row. Mm. So we weren't defending great, but we also were just – we could not find the try line to save ourselves. Like, mm. we just couldn't. Like, nothing was happening for us. And, you know, I think you – know, if you ever speak to Craig Bellamy about that um, that five-week period, like, he was scratching his head thinking, oh, like, I've run out of answers. Mm. I, I, I just don't know what to do. But, you know, we just fell back to – what the game plan that worked for us can you know, continue to work hard at training and it turned or we, we had a big win against Penrith and then our fortunes turned and we didn't lose another game for that year. But um, for the Cowboys, like when you're not finding points, okay, like that can be fixed through, through training and reviews and, and all that sort of stuff. But they're not, they're not defending though. Mm. They're not, they're conceding way too many points. Yeah. Can, like you know what I mean? Like it, it's okay to it's okay to you know have things to work on with your attack, but when you're conceding, they conceded 32 last week yeah. um, against the Sharkies. Mm. So that's f- for me like that's the concerning thing. Like it's it's okay to be missing points, but when you're giving them up so easily, that's the con- that's a concerning thing. And then you go back to you know the previous game that they played against the Broncos. Like the Broncos didn't play their best footy like it was an entertaining game you know it was end-to-end stuff and there's a heap of line breaks and it was all fun to watch but they gave up 30 against the broncos as well mm. so that's where that's where where you need to go back to the the drawing board and really fix some issues with your football is when you're conceding you know when you're conceding over let's say 14 to 16 points every week you've got some issues with your defense yeah. whether it be attitude or technical system issues and you gotta you gotta address them yeah because it seems like the last few weeks it seems like they they win field position they win the tough battle they don't get points and they get dis like disheartened and they just yes. fall out of the game which is you know as you yep. said you've got to be better defensively now on to the the next game we've got the storm v the titans how do you see this one playing out uh well i've got um i i think the storm and the the really interesting sort of factor around this this game on the weekend is whether Ryan Pappenhausen will play Kempi. Mm. So he's been named on an extended bench. Now I don't know whether Craig's playing some mind games with everyone here. And and maybe just trying to I guess protect Ryan Pappenhausen rather than naming him in the seventeen or the eighteen. Um he's been named on an extended bench, but I think the decision needs to be made that it's either this week or he doesn't play NRL this year. Yeah, wow. That that's just that's my that's my point of view. I know if I was still playing, and yeah, you know, Ryan Pappenhausen was coming back from the injury that he was coming back from, and and Craig come to me and said, "Smithy, what do you reckon about Paps returning?" I'd say, mate, put him in this week, see how he goes. If you if you if you think he's not ready now, then I don't think we change our lineup after this week mm. because they've got the Broncos, mate. Okay, probably not. <laughs> Probably not the best game to be have someone returning after fourteen months out of 
the NRL. Mm. Okay. Now, like he, he's been back for two and a half games. He's played two and a half games of Queensland Cup. Now, Queensland Cup is a, is a great competition, but it's 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 another step up. It's another big leap up to play NRL. Now, perhaps is a he's played high quality NRL before. We all know that, and he's a wonderful player. But he's been out for a long, long time. I think this is a perfect opportunity for a couple of reasons. They're playing at home, okay. So it's a familiar place for him. He trains there every day. Um, he's got all of his supporters behind him, and they're playing the Titans, who are under strength. Okay, they've got a handful of players out um, with injury. And I, I just think it's a perfect opportunity to get him back in and just to see how he goes. Now, Craig Bellamy, he made the comment last week, right, to say that, look, I don't even know whether he's ready to go or not. And if he's not ready to go, then I'm, I'm not going to force him to come back and play NRL. Mm. And that's, that's, that's great. That's the coach looking after one of his players, which he has always done. But if you're in any... If you've got any thoughts about playing Ryan Pappenhausen this year in the NRL team, I think it's got to be this week. Mm. And so is your thought process, you give him two weeks, see how he goes. If he struggles, then you make the call for game one of finals? Oh, I think so, mate. Yep. I, I think put him in this week. I, I think bring him off the bench. Okay, so you start Nick Meaney, mm. okay, who's been playing really good footy for yeah. the Melbourne Storm. He's been one of their more consistent performers over the last couple of years. Um, which is, you, you probably say it's a little bit unfair on Nick Meaney too, you know, giving up this position, but it's Ryan Pappenhausen. It's, you know, if he's fully fit and, and, and playing well, he gets the number one jersey. But I bring Pappenhausen off the bench, see how he goes, speak to him after the game and say, mate, where are you at? Mm. How did you find that? Do you think you can both physically and mentally get through the next five weeks of football because you got the Broncos next week in Brisbane and then we've got a month hopefully of finals football honestly you need and and it's the one strength that the Melbourne Storm do have is that they are very honest and open with each other with these discussions you just have to which and Craig is very good at it you grab Paps after the game and say mate give us your thoughts be honest with me do you think you can play first grade and get your job done and not let your teammates down? All right, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we continue our round preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time now for the Roosters v. the Tigers. How do you see this one playing out, Smithy? Well, Sammy Walker's back. Kempi. Wow. wow. When was the... Now, we've got to get Tommy on because he is the Roosters man. And he's t... he said to us, look, hey, boys, spend as much, as... much time as you want on this Roosters-Tigers game. Sammy Walker, Tom, yep. when was the last game he played? Uh, it was at Cronulla loss back in, I think, round six. They lost 22 to 12. And then, obviously, he didn't play on Anzac Day against the Dragons. Mm-hmm. He got uh, had that AC sprain the week later yep. in New South Wales Cup. And mm. then he's played the last two weeks in New South, New South Wales Cup for the Bears. Yes, now and played quite well. Yeah, he's not his, I think he played better last week, like two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Had, Three tries, and then I think he just did his job last week. So two eighty-minute back-to-back performances, and yeah, yeah, I can just see Kempi just smiling. No, at me. I just you know what I find funny is a few weeks ago he was saying I'm not even going to support the boys. <laughs> <of> the <year." laughs> now they've won a couple of games, and he's their most he's loyal back fan. on. Yeah, he's back on the he's bandwagon. Right on Mate, hope is there. Oh. Hope is there. I'll be there <laughs> Sunday on, night. So, I, I yeah. will be honest though, and Smith, I'd love to get your thoughts. Yeah, you know, okay, so. He got dropped because they felt that he wasn't the man to get the job done at the time. He's a very young player, and obviously he will become that guy. No, no, yeah. no, 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 that. 
But then Drew Hutchinson basically plays the best two games of his career. <laughs> and now he may not be in the side and they're bringing in a guy that they dropped at the start of the year. And yeah. I just, I just would love to know the thought process. What do you, what do you reckon? <laughs> Drew is probably sitting there scratching his head just going, I don't, what's happened? What? I thought I played really well. Yeah, and they've had a couple of really good victories Absolutely. of the Roosters. But um, yeah, look, I just think that, yeah, they probably think it's the right time to get Sam Walker back in. He started, he was their first choice seven at the start of the year. And, um, you know, things happened at the club where they thought it was the right decision to 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 change the direction that they were heading in. But I don't know, maybe um, maybe Trent Robinson, he's got a feeling that they're going to be playing finals. Mm. And, and that, you know, the best decision for the club, if they are playing finals, is to have Sam Walker back there playing seven. But I must say, though, there's been a complete change in the way the Roosters have played mm-hmm. um, over the last couple of weeks. I was at the game on the weekend um, when I, I watched them play against Parramatta. And I'll tell you what, like their, their defense was back to some of the best defense I've seen from them in, in I reckon, in the past two seasons, Kempe. Mm. Um, but their, their attack seems to be a lot more fluent. Um, they seem a lot more um, on, on the same page as, as to where or the direction that they're, they're going with their attack. Um, interesting to see. Well, I was going to say, see how they go this week without Tedesco, but they've got a world-class number one yeah. in Joey Manu going back there um, to take that spot. But I, I think Roosters, similar position to um, the Cowboys. Again, they just it's a must-win for them against the Tigers. The Tigers are brave. We, we know that. Appy goes back to hooker, so maybe that makes them an even stronger footy side now that he's back in his preferred position the interesting comment i heard from um trent uh before the game last week and it was, it was actually we were off air and we we're just having a quick chat to him on the field before the game and he said he was actually really excited by the scenario that they're in mm. and he just spoke about how well you know their their um fortunes are in their own hands so like they can't rely on anyone else other than themselves mm. So he reckons like that's – he goes, mate, I get really excited about this situation. I'd much rather be locked into the top eight and knowing that we're playing. But, like, there's there's no question marks around what needs to happen now for them. Mm. They just need to go out and play good footy and give themselves a chance of, of winning these footy games. So pretty interesting to see or to hear, you know, that come from the coach. And as I said, I think he's quietly confident about them – going on to play finals, and, and it's a, I think that's a reason why Sam Walker's back in the lineup. And they're one of the few teams with the roster that is absolutely undeniable that they could be even a top four side. So, mm. um, yeah, exciting times. Now, Raiders v the Broncos. Raiders, uh, Broncos head down to Canberra to play at GIO Stadium. Uh, White named in the reserves as he aims to return from a hammy injury. What do you reckon about this mm. one, Smithy? Well, I'll let you kick off, mate, because this is, this is your side. Mm. And I know we have had conversations about Canberra, right? And their ability to just grind wins and drag people down into the, you know, a, a different level of of footy that they enjoy playing. Um, are you at all concerned about this one? I just, it's such an important game. And obviously, you know, all games are important. But like, here, here's to, I guess, um, accentuate the point. You look at Panthers and let's say Panthers drop this game this weekend. Yep. Somehow, yes. something like we go, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, it is, they're going to be fine. Let's say Panthers drop the next two games. Yep. We go, whatever. It's fine. 
Whereas yep. the Broncos, they've still got so much to prove. And also, they need to be heading into finals footy yep. confident that they are the team they think they are. They don't want to be going into the first game against either the Warriors or the Storm um, going, you know, oh, like, was it just a good run we were on? And and are we as good as we think we are? If, if they do go into that game one, because the problem with the, the Broncos in finals footy is they're an yes. inexperienced finals footy side. Yes. So they need to be flying as they head into it. And that's why this game is just so, so important, not just to get a win, to get a good, solid win. You don't want to go down there and win 36 to 30 or something. Yep. You want to go down there, complete at a high percentage and win, you know, 16-6 or something along those lines. Mm. So important, really. Like, so Jock Madden comes in for Adam Reynolds. What What is the news around Adam Reynolds? Like, I've seen a, I've seen a report in the paper up here this morning, Kempi, that Broncos are thinking of possibly resting him, not well, not just this week, but next week as well, mm. to have him tip top for finals. But speaking about like an inexperienced, you know, half going down to Canberra, what what's Jock Madden's most important job on the weekend for this footy side to go and play well? I mean, I'd I'd be going down there if I'm I'm Kevy, and I'm I'm sure he would, but I'd be saying to Jock. And the rest of the team, boys, there's literally no excuses. Jock, are you that much worse of a defender than Renault? Probably not. Like, they're probably just as good as each other. Okay, yeah. do we have Renault's kicking game? No. But if we just defend our asses off, we have the squad to score points. We absolutely have the squad. We, you know, we prove it with the Cowboys when we beat them up in North Queensland without mm-hmm. Renault, Jock Madden playing. So there's no, there should be no going into this game of like, oh, we don't have Renault and, and we're a better side with Renault. But, I should just. I would just be all focused on defence. Now it's very. The Broncos just love to attack, but the the points. <laughs> they, may, they are defending well, though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The points come for the Broncos. They can. They could literally. All their backs could play poorly in regards to the attacking side of things. Their forwards are dynamic enough to score points, so that should not be the focus going into against the Raiders. Mm. Um, from the Raiders' perspective, uh, I know they had a win on the weekend against the Dogs, but if they want to fire a shot, finals footy. This is their test. This is yep. where do the Raiders really sit in the finals footy um, pitcher? And this is a test for them. Yeah, well, it is, mate, because you, you would think that at some stage, like I think Canberra's going to finish in the bottom half of the top eight. So at some stage, if they want to go all the way, they're going to have to face Brisbane. Mm. You, you would think, yeah. whether it be in a prelim or in the grand final. Um, that, I, that's, yeah. Going a, a bit of a drawing a long bow a little bit saying Broncos will be in the in that Thanks, that pre that prelim or the or the, Just or the grand tickets. final. I know, I know you'll like that can't be, but you. but you would say so. You know what I mean? I think everyone out there watching the footy at the moment would think, well, Penrith and Brisbane most likely to be a part of a prelim and or a grand final. Mm. So what I'm saying is, this this is a good test for Canberra, as you said. Like they they get an early look at what's what's ahead for them. And, you know, every team heading into finals, they're going to back themselves to go all the way. They're not thinking, well, we're just going to, hey, boys, let's just let's yeah. just come into the finals. And let, we'll, like, we're making up the numbers. Let's just do our best. Hey, like, it's a completely different season. Mm. And I know in the past, it's, it's results have shown that you need to finish in the top four. Well, you know what? Like, we've seen over many, many centuries, like, like records are there to be broken. Yeah. Like I, I, if I was bottom four, I'd be saying, "Hey, but let's let's be the first side to win, yeah, outside the top four. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to head to a break. After the break, plenty more rugby league to talk about.
Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We've got the Doggies versus Seagulls. Quick one on here, but uh, what do you reckon, Smithy? Doggies versus Seagulls. Yeah, well, mate, I think um, I think Seagulls. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I like the fight that they've shown in periods of of the games of of late, um, and they've still got a yeah they've they've got a classy skipper running around who's playing some some great footy still in DCE. So, um, yeah, I, I think Manly. I think Manly. Although the you know the doggies, yeah, I, yeah, I think Manly. I, I just think the doggies. They give up too many points, mate. Mm. They give up too many points. I just I haven't seen enough from them defensively this year um, to suggest that they could beat Manly. Now, Knights uh, v the Sharks, absolutely <sighs> cracking game. 4 wow. p.m. Are you kidding me? 4 p.m. on a Sunday? Yeah, third consecutive uh, Sunday match for Newcastle at home, and this will be like they they will be turning people away with a stick. Campy, mate, he's good. It's they'll be so trying good. to bust into this ground, and they'll be like, "Get out!" It's now we're at capacity. They'd probably be more than capacity. I'd sneak in if I was up there. Mate. But anyway, um, mate, game of the round, unbelievable. One hundred percent is game of the round yep, for sure, for sure. Um, huge, huge game for both clubs. Who could? Well, Sharky's potentially off the back of maybe you know other results going their way with the Storm. They could they could climb into top four, but. Um, for the Knights, mate, they could keep climbing. I just don't know. Does it really matter like who you play if you if you if you finished bottom four? Does it really matter? Like either way, you, so. you you you're um sudden death. But I don't know. They they might they might want to finish in a certain position. I don't know. But Newey Newey Knights, they've just they've they've found a, a groove at the moment. They're going for eight in a row. It's incredible. Mm. Incredible, like mate. You think back to the the middle part of this year, oh, where mate. I reckon I had, I reckon I got a big red pen and just went straight through them, yep. straight through them. Just went nut, nah, gone, gone, gone for twenty twenty three. See you in twenty twenty four. But that look, uh, they're they're back in a big way, in a big way, mate. And I I, I think they can do it. I think they can. I think Sharky's a favourite for this one. Might be they they might be slight favourites for this one. Um, but I think Newey can make it eight in a row, mate. It's mate, incredible. I, honestly, I'd go further in saying, you know, not only did I put a line through them, I thought that the club was in turmoil. Like, oh, it, really? You know, like I, I thought that not only that was their season over, mm. I thought that the club was basically going to have to, you know, move on from the coach, Yep. change recruitment officers. Like, I genuinely thought there was going to be wholesale changes. Because you have to remember, Peter Parr, I think it is, Cowboys. Yep, Parr. He, ca- he came in mid-year. Footy manager. And, at th- yeah, at this point, I'm thinking, okay, well, he's the guy that's going to bring in the change because it's not looking so great currently at the Knights. Yep. And then, you know, maybe it's been his leadership. I'm not sure. But ever since around that time, maybe about four or five weeks after, they've mm-hmm. been outstanding. And I've got to give a massive rap to Adam O'Brien. You know, yep. He was under the pump, like proper, proper under the pump. Yep. And, and I do believe, I do believe that the Knights should re-sign him. I do believe that it should be probably a one or two year deal. I don't think it should be a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. I think he has earned, I personally believe right now he's earned a two year deal because not only does he go into this next year, you know, having done what he did this year, he seems a much more mature coach, even the way he handles press conferences and mm-hmm. certain things. He's had some personal life things go on. That's, you know, some really devastating family stuff. So yep. he's managed to bring it all together. And I think that he's going to go into the new season with a set 
direction to head in? Because this year, you know, is KP playing one? Is he playing six? That changes yep. your whole recruitment. I think it's it's good signs for the Knights. Yeah, it is. And you talk about, you know, Peter Parr going to the footy club and things changing. There's there's no doubt that he would have made a, 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 a huge positive change to that footy club. But I think it's... I think a lot of it to do with it, with the, particularly the footy, is Kalen Ponga playing fullback. Oh, mate! I think he's just going back to his position that he that he loves playing rather than six. I, you know, I don't. I still don't know how that come about or whether it was. I don't know how it come about. I don't know, but I think we all we've all we all know now that he is an out and out number one, mm. and the freedom that he's playing with. I, I know that, and the, and you got to give a rap to the guys on the inside of him. Yeah, like they're they're helping provide him or or produce you know, situations for him that he's able to do his thing. You know, there's very few players in the competition that that have the talent, the natural ability of Kalen Ponga with the way he moves with the football, the pace that he's able to carry the ball, particularly laterally across the field and, and get around defenders. Um, but, you know, they're doing a lot of great work inside him to give him those opportunities to, to go and do his thing. And he's doing it really well. He's doing it as good as any fullback in the competition as mo- at the moment. Like, you throw R- Reese Walsh in there as well. That's why his name's being thrown up to be a part of this kangaroo side at the yeah. end of the year, yeah. whether he goes away on, the, on that four-week tour. So um, I think that's a huge part of it. They all seem very confident. They're all on board with, with what they're doing and what the coach has asked them to do. Um, and I will correct myself, the Newcastle Knights are favourites for this one, wow. which, which they should be, coming yeah. off seven consecutive wins and playing at home. Their favourites, and I think they can do it, Kempi. Mate, let's head to a break. After the break, we're going to wrap the show up.